What's your podcast? I like your show. Oh, did I get here? Welcome to the Shape Sports Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Shipe Sports Talk Show. I am your host, Matthew Shipe, joined always by my co-host and producer, Paul. How's it going? How's it going? Sorry. Doing good. How are you doing, Paul? Good. I just got to turn this down. All right. There we go. Perfect. All right. Joined next to me by our new co-host, Chris. Chris, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? And across from me is Christian, another new co-host. How are you doing, Christian? What's going on, man? Welcome back after missing uh, two weeks ago. Yes, sir. We are back on the air after last week. Sorry we were off the air, but I had to work midnights at my job. That's the price you pay when you're a supervisor. So, hey. you know, just, just working out. Do what you got to do, man. All right. So today on the show is we're going to be debuting our new basketball segment. We will be talking fantasy football as always, our start em up fantasy segment. And then we're going to take a break like always and come back with our contenders pretend contender or pretender uh, segment basically we're gonna go through all the division leaders and tell you if we're gonna if they're still gonna be there or not we're gonna list some midseason uh, awards out MVP offense defense player of the year and the rookie of the year and then after that we're gonna review the Redskins first half you know judge maybe how they're doing so far and then we're gonna give you their best case finish and their worst case scenario so we're gonna go over that a little bit and also maybe talk about, you know, some of the games up this weekend. We have some pretty big matchup this weekend. You got Dallas against, you know, Seattle. You know, you have Pittsburgh against Cincinnati. So really good games this week. So let's get right into it. And the basketball segment, I'm going to hand it over to Christian Rivera. So Christian, it's all you, buddy. All right. So like like Matt said, uh, we're going to start a new segment. Hopefully we can do this either every weekly or maybe bi-weekly. We'll see how it works. Um, pretty much it's going to be called the N one segment. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, NBA talk, mainly Washington Wizards. Um and a lot of the headlining, you know, obviously big names, Kobe, LeBron, Kevin Durant. And, you know, with Kevin Durant wanting to come to D.C., that's going to be a big year uh, this year uh, to see where that goes out. I can't um, wait. Oh, it's going to be a big offseason. Honestly, I don't think he's coming, but I would love to see him come. We'll see. Um, so like, without further ado, we're going to get into this segment. Um, we're talking about the Wizards. Uh, last season, they finished uh, fifth in the East, um, losing to the Hawks in the playoff. In the playoffs, second uh, second round. I'm sorry, um, but I think an even bigger loss last offseason was Paul Pierce. Yeah, which uh, I think we can all agree was possibly one of the most clutch players in the NBA last season, hitting mm-hmm. you know a couple game winners for the Wizards in the uh, playoffs. Um, so it's going to be interesting this year to see how Otto Porter takes that role. Um, he's in the starting lineup now. He's the he's going to play the three now. Um, so I want to break down the top five of the Wizards. In the backcourt, we have John Wall and Bradley Beal. No need to explain who they are. I think everybody knows who they are. Um, John Wall coming off of his uh, second All-Star season, first one starting, so he got the you know, top votes in the uh, in the East as far as that goes. Um, I think he made a jump from being a good player to a great player. Um, I think he's definitely one of the top point guards in the league. Um, hasn't made that top player as far as you know Kevin Durant, LeBron, or even Carmelo goes. But I feel like um, if he ups his scoring up a little bit, maybe up to 20 points a game and keeps that, you know, 10 assists per game number going on, I think he will definitely make that uh, Chris Paul level where, um, you know, he'll be viewed as arguably one of the, you know, top players in the game. Um, you know, he talked about him trying to have an MVP season. Um, you know, you don't normally like to hear that from players. You know, we, we heard RG3 say that uh, he wanted to be one of the – he thought he was the best player in the league. Um, but I like the confidence. Uh, he's shown that he's definitely an all-star caliber kind of player. And, um, you know, with, you know, last year averaging 17 points and 10 assists, you know, 
you can't ask for too much more, but you, you, you're hoping he makes the extra push. Uh, Bradley Beal last season, um, averaged 15-3, and three, which isn't a great number, but he definitely showed up in the playoffs when it mattered, averaging over 20 points a game. Um, I think this is the year where he makes the push that John Wall made a year or two ago into becoming a great player, not necessarily a, you know, all-star, you know, a superstar player, but definitely a great player, uh, hopefully uh, scoring somewhere between 20 and 23 points a game. Um, I think he's definitely going to make that, make that jump there. Uh, a couple question marks in the starting five is going to be uh, Otto Porter. Uh, I believe his third year in the league um, going to be replacing Paul Pierce. Um, you know, a lot of things that people say about Otto Porter is he's young. He's a little scared when it comes to playing. Um, I think this year in the, in the preseason, we've seen him a little bit more comfortable. He has a starting role now, so he has to, you know, man up and really take control. Um, I think he's looking a little bit more comfortable out there. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes, though. You know, unfortunately, well, fortunately, it's a long season, so we're going to see how it goes. I think he didn't have that great of a game last night. And um, also, another player who's going to be starting for the first time in the Wizards is uh, Chris Humphreys, who's going to be starting over in Nene, which I think is a great move. Exactly. Nice little clap there. He got only one point last night. What was he, 0 for 6? Oh, man. Nene's I, done. Look, I, 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 I hate Nene. I really do hate Nene, and I hope... Some some way in the season we just release him. But anyway, I'd rather almost put Jared Dudley there and just play a stretch four with Jared Dudley once yeah. he comes back. I mean, yeah. I'm. But I mean, you watched the name in the playoffs last year and it was it was dreadful. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. He had I believe maybe one decent game and the rest were absolutely horrible yeah, it was bad. to the point where he cost the uh, the team a lot of you know wins in the in the, in the postseason. Um, you know, Chris Humphries is a very slept on player. I'm a big fan of Chris Humphries. I think he can score. He could play defense. He can get rebounds. And he's definitely a hustle player, which is what you need on the Wizards right now with, you know, that whole little, you know, uh, lineup that they have. And, of course, you have uh, Marcin Gortat, who, uh, great big man. I think he's going to do what he always does. He's going to get rebounds, and he's going to score somewhere between, you know, it's, it's you know, between 12 and 15 points a game. Uh, but he's going to definitely do a pretty decent job there. Um Wizards opened up the season last night. They got the win, which is all that really matters. But I was a little concerned with the turnovers that they had. You know, way too many turnovers. John Wall had six turnovers. You know, he, uh, he, let me see. I think he had, yeah, he had just the same amount of turnovers as assists. And you don't uh-huh. want to, yeah, exactly. That's not a good it's number a there. Good, that's not a good ratio. Um, another, another thing that worried me was uh, the Wizards started off three for three from three-point land and finished, uh, I believe it was one for 15. So that's uh, four for 18. That's, that's I don't know the percentage there, but it's pretty bad. Um, got the win. Uh, it is against Orlando, which isn't the strongest team in the league right now. But um, I definitely feel like it was good to know that um, there's definitely going to be room for improvement, but they're definitely doing all right. Let me ask you real quick. What what happened at the end of the game that caused, like, I heard it was like 88, 87, yeah. but there was some type there, of... There was, a, there was a... First off, there was the Wizards who shot up a goal... T- well, the Wizards shot up a yeah. basket first, and the, it was already on the yeah, rim. Mar- so, so Marcin, yeah, yeah, Marcin Gortat, he, uh, he put up a layup, or I think it was a putback. Um, it was over the, over the cylinder, and the uh, defender from... I forgot who it was from Orlando, but he tried to swap it off. Swap Is it, it away. Shaquille O'Neal? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> 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 no. Anyways, um, he... he um, so that would be a goaltending. It should have been a goaltending. Didn't call it. Now on the other side of the court, when they uh, when the Orlando Magic put up a shot, um, they ended up calling goaltending. They reviewed it. Wasn't goaltending. But that was towards the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, 
John Wall hit the game-winning shot at the end of it all. Okay. Uh, with 15 seconds left, I believe it was 15 seconds. Um, definitely showed a, a little bit of a clutch gene. Wasn't the very, you know, a buzzer beater kind of shot. Yeah. But I like what he's doing as far as, as far as that, taking control of the team. I want him to be the guy who, you know, now that Paul Pierce is gone, he used to be the leader, believe it or not. Him he being was. The, you know, him being the veteran that he was, you know, on the team, he was the leader. And I think uh, he kind of, you know, mentored John Wall into taking that role, which I feel like he's going to have to do if uh, this team wants to make it far in the playoffs, which leads to uh, my next point of topic here, the playoffs. The Wizards, as as big of a fan as I am, as far as I see them go, is the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think we need a little bit more than what we have now. Um, it all depends on how John Wall and Bradley Beal plays, to be honest with you. Um, if Bradley Beal and John Wall could put up the numbers that they put up yesterday, I feel like they'll be all right. But, um, you know, I think we're all just really waiting for Kevin Durant next year, next summer. Let's, so. let's be real. Let's, let's put it this way. If Durant comes here, so. this team's going to the finals. Oh, winning the finals. Let's be real. Let's I mean, you know, John Wall, Bradley Beal, uh, Kevin Durant, Gortat, and, you know, Otto Porter. That's that's a great lineup there. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like um, it's going to be hard to tell, really, because, like I said, Paul Pierce— as much uh, as old as he is, he could definitely uh, be a clutch player when it comes yeah. down to it. So um, definitely, uh, it might be, we might make it to the, I'd say around the same as we were last year. Um, somewhere around 45 and uh, 50 wins this year. Uh, hopefully in the, around third or fourth in the East. And uh, I'd say Eastern Conference champions uh, championship game. That's what I got him as. I got that's him, a pretty I got him, I I think that's a pretty bold condition. I got him in 50 uh, wins. Bold prediction right I there. I got 50 wins. 50 okay. uh, Well, I, I mean, see, and, and here's the thing. A lot of people say the East is weak. Uh, it is compared to the West. Compared to the West. Yes, definitely. absolutely. Um, Let's put it this way. If half these teams in the East were in the West, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and the funny 100%. thing is, if the Wizards the, were in the West, the, they were the eighth seed. They were the eighth seed. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because a friend of mine who's a Houston fan uh, always brings that up when I talk about how good the Wizards are. But, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um that that pretty much goes it as far as uh, the Wizards goes. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting season to see how they do this year. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. All right, like I said, every week Chris will be Christian will be doing this segment every week. It's not going to be why we release me every week. He'll review okay. he'll, he'll review how the Wizards do every week. Also talk some other NBA top news. So this will be a weekly segment. So. You know, tune in every week. If you're a basketball fan, yes, sir. We got our NBA analysts in here in studio for <laughs> I try, the Chai Sports I try. Talk Show. <laughs> I try. All right, so real quick before we go to fantasy football, I just want to mention that uh, the Washington Nationals have appointed a new manager. It sounds like it's going to be Bud Black. He was a manager for the Padres, I believe, for nine seasons. He's a former MLB pitcher, so he's going to bring that pitching aspect to the Nationals, which they really needed after watching last season. So I really think this was the right hire for the Nationals. Whether it works out, we won't know. But for right now, Bud Black will be the new manager of the Washington Nationals. Nice. So we're going to move on now to our start em up fantasy segment. This is where we go over our starters and sleepers for the week. And, you need, I mean, if you've been watching the show, you know how it goes. We'll give you who our must start is. We'll give you who our sleeper is. We do it for QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So let's get right into it. Uh, we'll go to the quarterback. And my QB start of the week this uh, this coming week is going to be Philip Rivers of the Chargers. He's going against a horrible Ravens you defense. You got to start him. <laughs> you got to no start. No matter what. If you're doing daily fantasy, start Rivers. He's he's a really cheap value, I believe, in DraftKings. I think he's only like 6900 or something like that. In DraftKings, he's super cheap. In FanDuel, they've kind of caught up a little bit. I think he's at 80, 
87 or 89 yeah. or something like that. But, but you got to start Rivers. He's worth it. Start Rivers 100%. this week. And then my sleeper this week is actually going to be the 930 game on Sunday, which is going to be, I got Matt Stafford. sleeper. Matt Stafford. I feel like he's playing against a really soft Kansas City defense. You know, they haven't been the best this year. And I, you know, I just feel like sooner or later, he, Calvin's going to get going. Stafford's going to get going. I mean, you have weapons there. Yeah. I feel like he can get in heat and start utilizing him. He's too good of a quarterback not to start get going. So I'm going to go with Rivers as a must start. Stafford is my sleeper. So, Chris, let's go with you first. Well, definitely for my stardom, uh, I'm going to have to go with Andy Dalton. Um, coming off the bye, people might have forgot that he is a legitimate quarterback one in fantasy football now. Um, if you've looked at his past three or four games, he's averaging above 20 points. Um, and and that's really all you could ask for. Um, he's also playing a divisional game against uh, the Steelers this week. Um, so anytime it's a divisional game, you, you got to look for... Also, Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. So I, I believe this is going to be somewhat of a shootout. Uh, I don't think it's going to be 56 to 58, but I can definitely see 30 points um, by... by uh, by the uh, the Bengals this week. Uh, in terms of sleeper, I'm going to have to go with Jay Cutler, another divisional game. Um, obviously, Jay Cutler is known for his interceptions, uh, known for his turnovers, but um, ultimately I could see him having two turnovers and still throwing for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns. So let's pass it on. Christian? Okay, so uh, my start is going to be uh, Matt Ryan uh, playing a uh, – Week overall Tampa Bay team. We uh, saw what Kirk Cousins I did, mean, didn't we, Paul? Sure did. did we see what Kirk Cousins <laughs> did? We did. Where is it? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you know we seen uh the uh Cousins do that to uh you know to that lack of uh, defense there. Um, so I think uh, Matt Ryan is gonna light them up. I think it's gonna be just a <laughs> blowout. Uh, to be honest with you, and uh, my sleeper this week is uh so we're not sure if uh Mariota's starting. But I th- honestly, I think it doesn't matter. Uh, whoever the Titans quarterback is, that's a sleeper this week. Um, we seen what uh, the Miami Dolphins did to Houston last week. It was uh, it was borderline murder. Um, so definitely, uh, I don't think they're gonna show up at all this week. To be honest with you, um, you would it's you would think that they're gonna rebound and come back, but I think they've just been horrible all season. Um, so would, we, yeah, true <laughs> enough. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my sleeper. Whoever, either Marcus Mariota or Mattenberger. Mattenberger. All right, let's go to running backs. Uh, my start of the week is going to be Todd Gurley of the Rams. Ever since he's come, you know, off injury, he's been killing it so far. He's going against a really soft 49ers team that's in more turmoil now than we ever thought. You got the whole fight now between Vernon Davis, and I just think there's too much going on there. And I think Gurley's just going to run all over them. Their defense is soft. I mean, when you lose, you know, two starters in one year, I mean, right. it's not. I mean, all you guys. Borman, no, Borman, Navarro Borman. Yeah, he's the only thing left on that team, that defense. That's, yeah, that's really good. So I'm gonna go with Gurley and my sleeper of the week, CJ 2K, Chris Johnson against the Browns. Uh, he's come on out of nowhere this year. He's back. It seems like he's back to form and what he used to be. Uh, you know, I really think that incident over the offseason maybe had a lot, of, lot to do with it, him right. getting refocused mm-hmm. on what he should be about his life. So, which is a good thing. Yeah. And the Browns defense has not been that good against the run. So, I'm going to go with CJ uh, 2K, Chris Johnson as my uh, sleeper. So, Christian, let's go with you, running backs first. Uh, actually, your sleeper is my starter, uh, Chris Johnson. Uh, he had a great game last week. Uh, I think he's definitely showed up this season. Uh, he's definitely proving what, uh, you know, People who didn't believe in him the past couple of years wrong, you know. After he's that, still got it. 100%. Oh, definitely still has it. Um, he's definitely proving that he's not just that home run hitter that he was in, you know, when he was with us. Can, just, can we can we just take one quick second to say that Marshall Falk is dressed like Justin Bieber? 
Oh, on wow. the pregame, can we just can we just go with that real quick? That <laughs> I was wondering who he was. Who, who if you guys are watching that, the? Oh wow! We have, we do have a TV in studio, and we're watching the Thursday pregame. We just have it up, and Marshall Falk is dressed as Justin Bieber and, <laughs> and Irvin, red Eminem. Eminem. Irvin's an Eminem, but I don't know why he's wearing the red one. I guess he must be a Ruskins fan or something. Something. All right, sorry, Christian, keep going. That just distracted. Right. That took me off my it, game. There. It distracted me too. I almost <laughs> lost my chance of thought there. Anyways, um. Yeah, Chris Johnson, I think he's going to have a great game to see uh, this upcoming uh, week. He's had a great season so far. I think he's gonna, definitely going to be one of the top running backs at the end of it all. Um, Sleeper's going to be uh, Jonathan Stewart for the Carolina Panthers. I actually didn't know that they were the number one uh, rushing uh, offense in the league. And, um, yeah, they're just gonna, I think they're gonna, he's going to show up. So, yeah. Well, you guys took both my starter <laughs> and my sleeper, so I'm going to have to switch it up a little bit. Um, Todd Gurley, 100% agree. Um, Todd Gurley is here, and he is for real. Um, let me see. Let's switch it up. So I'm going to have to go with Doug Martin. Um, if I have to choose a starter, I'm going to choose Doug Martin. Um, we've seen that the past three games, he's rushed for 100 yards. Um, now, granted, he didn't play the best defenses, uh, but once again, he's coming up against a pretty soft defense uh, in the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I've also read somewhere that they've given up probably the most yards uh, to a running back in terms of passing. Um, so right now, Doug Martin and, and Chris Sims, is Chris Sims or Charles Sims? Charles Sims, they split the passing downs, but I can still see Doug Martin, little muscle hamster. Uh, or no, he prefers the, what is it? Doug, uh, what's his name? What's his new nickname? Not Martin. muscle hamster. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Whatever his nickname is, that's I can't remember his new nickname. Hey, but as long as he keeps giving me fantasy points, I don't care what his nickname is. Unfortunately, Matthew Scheip has him in our fantasy league. Um, so this Someone week, actually, you know what? He's gonna do very bad this week, <laughs> just because. <laughs> Someone made the mistake of picking up West instead of picking up. Uh, well, look, Doug Martin. that is gonna be my sleeper. Is gonna be West, Charkandrick West, because last week. All right, so the first week that he got the start, he had he was feeling it. You know, he he wasn't really feeling it. He had a fumble. You know, he he didn't really play the full bell cow role that you thought he was going to play, which is Jamal Charles's role, where he's going to get twenty plus touches. Last week, he finally was able to. You know, he he got that first game off the off his back. He's finally getting the groove. He's getting twenty touches. And I feel like he's going to get at least 80 yards and a touchdown this this week against a, a soft Lions defense, 100%. All right. All right. And uh, let's move to wide receivers. And I said Rivers is quarterback, so I'm going Allen as my wide receiver, Keenan Allen. I mean, they've just been <laughs> – I mean, what do you want me to say, man? They've been – the Ravens He, he broke a record this past week. Did you see Yeah, that? the most receptions. The most receptions in the first seven 62. weeks. 62. He's mm-hmm. killing – he's going to kill the Ravens. The Ravens have mm-hmm. nothing they can do against him. The Ravens defense is horrible – you know, the secondary without Suds, they don't have uh, you know, any kind of leadership. And Raven fans, all you guys are like, welcome to Reskin territory for once in your life. <laughs> yeah. Now you know how all the Washington fans feel. And you guys keep bragging about how good you are. Welcome, come back to reality. Well, not reality, but for them. It's a down year for the Ravens, but now yep. they know the pain that all you guys go through down mm-hmm. here. And then my sleeper is um, I can't believe I'm calling this guy a sleeper. It's amazes me that I'm doing this. AJ Green. I think he's been very quiet so far this year. You know, Dalton's really passing the ball around a lot more than just green. Uh, But I like the matchup against the Steelers. We saw the Steelers secondary. You know, they can get torched pretty badly. Their secondary just hasn't been the same about Palomalu. They don't have that leadership. 
So I'm going to go with uh, AJ Green as my sleeper. So Chris, go with you. Well, definitely you took my starter, so I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> I'm going to go with Alshon Jeffries. And the reason I'm going with Jeffries is because, uh, once again, the matchup, um, you know, I really do think Jay Cutler is going to go for three touchdowns this week. Uh, I feel like Jeffries is going to catch at least one of those touchdowns this week, 100%. Um, and my sleeper, you guys should know this guy, Nate Washington. Definitely. This is a revenge game for Nate Washington. And you saw last week, he's still got, he's still got some left in the tank. Um, and I do feel like this game that you guys think the Titans are going to run <laughs> all over the Texans, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. So definitely Nate Washington. Look out for him in Daily Fantasy. Uh, Christian? Okay, so my starter is going to be uh, Calvin Johnson. Um, as you said, you know, they're playing Kansas City. Um, neither team has really looked that great. Yeah. Calvin Johnson with three touchdowns, uh, over 500 yards so far in the season. I think he's definitely going to show up, um, you know, being, uh, you know, Stafford's main target there. I think he's going to get, I think, you know, I'm calling him two touchdowns this, this game. I think he's going to get two touchdowns. And the only reason my sleeper is a sleeper is because he hasn't played in a couple of weeks. So I think you know who that's going to be. And also because he's playing Seattle's defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Des Bryant. Um, if he plays, he's. I think he's questionable right now. I'm not sure if he uh, if they've upped that up to probable. But I think they're saying that he's, he, he wants, wants to play. He wants to play, 100%. Yeah, yeah, so I definitely feel like he's Is he going to play? I still don't know. But Well, I, I'm going to bang on him playing. Um, I think he's going to come yeah. back stronger than ever. I think he's definitely at least a top three receiver in the league. And he's going to show that off against uh, mm-hmm. against the Seattle Seahawks, who uh, haven't looked that great this year. No. All right, we're going to finish it off, of course, with tight ends. And my star of the week has been the, probably my star of the week every week. I'm sure you two can guess is Gronk. It's Gronk. I mean, what, what more? Can, I mean, who else can you really depend on in fantasy football tight end? He's the only tight end really worth the first he's, round. He's a pick. sure. Yeah, he, and, and it's funny because at first I thought, you know, Jimmy Graham with— Oh, can we all agree on Gronk or no? Well, I have someone I, else oh, because I knew you would pick Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Gronk, Gronk is definitely the safe bet there. Uh, my sleeper is going to be uh, Kyle Rudolph against the, you know, hurt Bears defense. You know, the Bears defense hasn't been the best this year, and I yeah. like Bridgewater is really utilizing Rudolph in the um, in the red zone. red zone. And something about the Vikings, real quick, I just want to put this out there, is Stefan Diggs is now the leading receiver for that team. That's crazy. Went yeah. to Maryland University. You know, Shout out went to Maryland. To good counsel. So, I mean, this kid was, a, I think it was fifth or fourth round pick. Everyone yeah. was passing on him because his knee injuries, but he's really lightening up as long as he can He's showing what he can do and he can yeah. stay healthy. So uh, just a quick shout out to a Maryland kid. But uh, Chris, let's go for your tight ends. Which one? Your tight end. No, which Chris? Uh, you. <laughs> Chris, Chris. I'm just playing. Uh, all right, so tight end, I'm going to have to go with Tyler Eifert. Um, you know, coming off the bye, it, it, he's definitely, I think only had two okay games with like nine or ten fantasy points. But every other game, he's either got a ton of catches or he's hit like the red zone or the end zone like twice. So I feel like, you know, against this Steelers secondary, which has been cut up like Swiss cheese, he's going to score at least a touchdown and maybe 100 yards. I, I guarantee it. Um, in terms of a sleeper, I'm going to have to go with the guy that I've been banking on in daily fantasy over and over and over again, and that's that's Green from the Chargers. Because as long as Antonio Gates is out, which I do believe he's going to be out again this week, Green is automatically a, a low a, a sleeper because no one no one's going to think that right. he's going to you know he, he automatically takes Antonio Gates's role. I mean they right. they have a very similar body size, body type. You know, he he knows the offense now. 
And and you saw last week, he he definitely paid off. Not not just last week, the first four games of the season. Philip Rivers, after those four games, uh, Antonio Gates' suspension during those four games, week five, he said that Ladarius Green has earned his his spot on the field. So even even in even when Gates is in two tight end sets, you saw that sometimes he's going to Green instead of Gates. So definitely hundred percent, he is a sleeper. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with Delaney Walker for my starter. Um, again, playing Houston, let's be real. Um, hasn't had the greatest season. One touchdown only. Uh, again, like Calvin Johnson, I think he's gonna put up at least one touchdown this game. Um, especially if uh if Mariota comes back, um more of a safety blanket for him. He might be a little concerned about the yeah. knee or whatever. Um, yes, I'm going to go with Delaney Walker. And for my sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, Martellus Bennett from Chicago playing um, playing Minnesota. Yeah, he's going to get a touchdown too. All right, we're going to take a short break. I probably didn't even tell Paul right No, it's break. all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can go for it, I think. We'll see what happens. How about this? Before we do our break, we'll do our predictions for the week. Sure, doesn't it? Yeah. How about that? Does that sound good to everyone? Sure, why not? Sure. All right, Brad hasn't tested me his yet, so I'll just have to hold out on his until he sends it. But let's go ahead with the game tonight. Uh, Miami versus New England. Uh, I'm taking my uh, New England. Uh, coach is taking New England. So, Paul, Miami or New England? Uh, New England. Christian? Definitely New England. And Chris? Yeah, Patriots. Okay, that, was- that was easy. Why did I even put that game? It's a win for everyone. <laughs> All right, let's go to Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. I'm going with oh. uh, Cincinnati, and Coach is also going with Cincinnati. So, um, Paul, let's go with you. Uh, I don't know. Is that a tough call? Is Big Ben playing? Big Ben is playing. Big Ben's playing. Okay. He's playing. That's why I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Should I start him then? 100%. I have, I have Palmer also. A Palmer, uh, in, Palmer instead of... Uh, I start Palmer. I'll instead of Roethlisberger. Start Palmer. Yeah. Start Palmer. Mm, I, I'm doing the exact opposite. I have Palmer and Roethlisberger. I'm starting Roethlisberger. So do I. I have the same. Mm-hmm. Palmer just hasn't looked the same the past two games. He's been asleep. He's been really sleepy looking. Let's go. Uh, I'll go with Pittsburgh. All right. Christian? I'm taking Pittsburgh too. Grova? I'm going to say Cincinnati stays undefeated this week. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So what was the injury that Roethlisberger had? He had a, a knee injury. It was an MCL sprain. Okay. Um, but he is definitely playing. He was very close to playing last week. So, and this week he's already practicing like full. So he's playing. Oh, he's, yeah, he's playing. He's hundred okay. percent playing. By the way, I want to make note that I went five and zero last week in the pick him, and Paul went four and one last week. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually did a little bit of research. <laughs> like I just went to NFL.com and looked at which bar was further along. <laughs> right. I was like, all right, that yeah, one. That's called a research. Right? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> okay, and let's go to the Giants New Orleans game. I'm gonna go with New Orleans. Coach is going with New Orleans. So Paul, uh, let's go New Orleans as well. Christian, I'm gonna go with the Giants. <coughs> Chris, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Saints. They're on a roll right now, and I think they're gonna keep it up. Make note that I'm the only one who picked them last week against Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. The only one. Yeah, but Indianapolis has just been. Yeah, I don't know why anyone even would pick Indy. Uh, as we speak right now, Brad's testing me his pitch, so we'll, have to, we'll get those as we get coming. Uh, Green Bay versus Denver. Uh, I got Green Bay. Coach has Green Bay. Paul, who do you got? Green Bay. Yeah. I think you have to. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't bet against them, so I'm, you know I'm going with Green Bay. Chris? I say that both teams stay undefeated and they tie. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Definitely, I'm going to have to roll with Green Bay. I think 
Aaron Rodgers is just too much, even against the number one defense. Okay, and Brad took Denver. Uh, right. Real quick, the ones we already did, Brad's taking New England like everyone else. Yep. Brad is going to take Cincinnati, and Brad is going to take the Giants. I could easily see this game going to overtime, though. What do you think the bet is on the uh, on them tying, for real? I don't know. You want to go make a bet? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. No, okay. that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, don't make that bet. <laughs> that's a, hey, man, I'd put $5 on it. <laughs> All right, and the last game we're going to do is Seattle versus Dallas, so mm. I'm taking... Me, Brad, and Coach all took Seattle. So, uh, Paul? Yeah, I would never. Yeah, Seattle. Chris? Definitely Seattle. Everyone? Okay. Both See? Chris's. See? <laughs> you got to specify. <laughs> so, the only game that's different is the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. Giants and New Orleans is a little mm-hmm. bit different. And Brad's the only one took Denver. So we'll see how that goes. All, All right. right. So are we ready for the break, Paul? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our contender pretender segment, a little uh, midseason MVP awards, and then we'll get into the Redskins review. So stay with us. And we're mm-hmm. back to the Shite Sports Talk show. We're here we're for our second half of the show. We're going to start off with the contender versus pretender list. This is where we're going to go through all the division leaders right now. We're going to say they're a contender or a pretender. You know, either they're going to lose it or they're going to keep it. So let's go with the AFC first. You know, no explanation. We're just going to go right to it. So AFC, the East. Patriots, I have, they're going to be a contender. Chris? 100% contender. Kristen? Definitely a contender. Paul? Contender. <laughs> the AFC South, Indianapolis, I'm going with pretender. I think they're playing bad enough, and I think that division is wide open to where someone needs someone else I think could make a run. So I'm saying Indy is going to be a pretender. Chris? I'm going to say they're a contender. There's no way Andrew Luck is going to suck this bad. For the whole season. Christian? I'm going to say pretender because he sucked this uh, far <laughs> into the season. So I'm going I'm to I'm bank on him keeping that up. Yeah. Paul, what do you think about the Colts? Uh, yeah, I'll do the, the pretender. Did you say pretender? Yeah. Contender or pretender? Pretender, yeah. All right, the North Bengals. I'm going to say contender. I think this is a year. I think Andy Dalton has finally taken that next step. And um, I'm going to say they're going to win this division. I'm going to say contender for the Bengals. Chris? Yep, contender. Christian? Defi- yeah, definitely contender. Paul? Contender. And the West, I'm a Broncos. I'm gonna say contender. I think the rest of that division is just god awful. I think their defense is gonna guide them to another division crown. So um, <clears throat> I'm gonna say contender for the Broncos, Chris. Same thing. Right now they're winning on their defense, and Peyton Manning is doing enough. Yeah, definitely. You know, Peyton Manning having the year that he's having, which isn't that great. Uh, they're still still number one in the division, still undefeated. So yeah. Paul. Uh, sorry. What was it again? Broncos contender, pretender. Uh, contender, yeah. Why not? All right, NFC. Now we're going to move to the NFC, the East. Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants as a contender. Uh, I said, you know, our preview show that they're going to win the division. I said they're going to make it as far as the NFC uh, <clears throat> championship game. You got Jason Pierre-Paul, who is now coming back. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he improves that defense. So I'm going to say the Giants are still going to win this division. I think, uh, I think, I know Romo comes back in week 11, but I think it's going to be too little too late. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Chris? I'm going to say pretender. This, this, this division is too up in the air still. Even though they're ahead, um, with Des Bryant coming back, with the Eagles still right there nipping at the butt, um, I'm gonna say pretender. I'm gonna go with a contender. Actually, I I like I like what I see from uh, the Giants. It's Eli Manning somehow always pulls it out of his ass somehow. <laughs> and especially two weeks ago in that last drive. Um, you know, at the end of the game. Against the 49ers? Yeah, right? against the 49ers mm-hmm. with that ridiculous catch that wouldn't yeah. happen with any other team or any other quarterback for that matter, but Eli Manning. But yeah, I'm a second center. They're gonna they're gonna toughen it up. Paul? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll go with contender also. All right. The South, we have the Panthers and the Falcons are the only teams in that division that's probably going to compete. But you got the Saints coming up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So let's just go, since the Panthers are in front, are the yep. Panthers going to keep winning that division? Or you think they're going to end up losing? I'm going to say they're going to lose it either to the Falcons or the Saints. I don't think they're going to hold on. I think sooner or later, the not having a big-time wide receiver eventually will catch up to him. And I think eventually teams are going to figure out to make this team one-dimensional and make them throw the ball. Right now, they're running all over everyone. Yep. You make them one-dimensional and they have to throw it, start pressing the bots, I think they're going to be in trouble. So I'm going to go with the Panthers are not going to keep this lead. Uh, Chris? I'm going to say contender. I'm going to have to go against you because they do have the number one rushing attack, and, and everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And right now, they still can't stop it because – they have Jonathan Stewart. They have Cam Newton. And and they don't really need the big-time receivers. They just need a few catches here and there, um, you know, especially in the red zone. That's really where it counts, and that's kind of where they're winning right now. And technically, they are the strongest percentage to stay undefeated the rest of the season. Out of any of the other undefeated teams, they're the number one um, in terms of their opponents, you know, wins. Christian? Uh, i say contender. Um you know, I, I like Cam Newton a lot. You know, they're they're playing with a lot of confidence, yeah. which I think is what's really taking them this far, uh, yeah. this far in the season. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence, and you know, like Matt said, you know, they have no real big wide receiver with them. With, um, where the star receiver getting injured in the beginning, or before was it before the? Yeah, yeah it was in like training camp. Like yeah, um, but yeah, but even then, you know, imagine if they had them on their team. You know, would be probably saying you know Super Bowl team right here. That's far as good as possibility. But um, possibility. but yeah, I, I I think I don't think they're gonna make any. Big noise in the playoffs, but I definitely think they're going to hold on to this uh, division. Mm-hmm. Paul? Contender. All right, so I'm the only one going against it. Uh, North Packers, contender. Do we even have, can we all just agree on 100%. this? 100%. Christian? Discount double check, contender. Man. Paul, <laughs> contender? Yeah. The West, the Cardinals. Now, this is a division I had trouble picking real quick, but I'm going to say the Cardinals are a contender. I don't like Seattle this year. I think they've taken a step back, and it's shown – Especially on the offensive line, you know. Oh, yeah. They traded for Jimmy Graham, but they haven't used him right. And At when they all. got rid of that center, that was a big part, it seems like, their offensive yeah. line. So I'm going to say Cardinals are going to hold on to this division. Chris? I'm going to say the same. Um, and that's, again, based off of their defense is really um, is really keeping the team alive right now. Um, like I said, Carson Palmer was hot. Um, but the past couple games, he's really just, he's really just not looked like he's there 100%. I don't know what that's all about, but 100% he's doing enough. Christian? Uh, I'm going to go with contender, and I'm going to have to disagree with you. I feel like Carson Palmer is playing like he's 10 years younger. and Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's playing, playing good. Playing out of his mind. And the three-headed mm-hmm. beast that they have at running back with uh, Ellington, oh, yeah. uh, Johnson. Well, both Johnsons, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that they're definitely going to hold on to that. Um, like you said, Seattle, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know mm-hmm. if— uh, if Sierra has something to do with it with Russell Wilson, I don't know. <laughs> Hasn't looked that great this year, but um, you like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, future like that. Um, but yeah, definitely Arizona's gonna hold on this uh, to this division. Uh, Paul, uh, yeah, contender. All right, now let's get into uh, we're gonna do an MVP, offensive player of the year, defense, and rookie of the year right now. So just like I said, it's gonna be quick fire. We're just gonna list them and uh, you know, get up for comment on Facebook. So my MVP is going to be Brady. My <laughs> offensive player of the year is going to be Brady. My defensive player of the year, I think, is Revis. He's really made a defense on that Jets team, I believe. And my rookie so far, I'm still going to go with Mariota because, you know, quarterbacks really get an up, you know, 
they always get the edge in this. I think he's had a good year so far. You know, the fumbles is what's killing him. But other than that, I think he's been, you know, really good for this Titans team. Right. You know, I mean, really all their losses except for the Dolphins game, you know, were all under three points. So I really like the direction this team is going. They just have to find that way to win. So that's going to be my four. Uh, Chris? Four? That was three. No, I picked. What do you mean four? You said that's my four. That's my four awards. Okay. So <laughs> MVP, I'm going to have to agree, Tom Brady. Um, offensive player of the year is definitely Tom Brady. Um, defensive player of the year, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with Revis, but I'm going to stick with the cornerback position. I'm going to, I'm going to pick uh, a keep to leave. Um, you know, I just think he's really making an impact right now with his picks. Um, and rookie of the year, I'm going to have to also disagree. I mean, Honestly, Mariota is not looking that great. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but, um, but no, someone who is looking really, really good, like he's been there for a long time, is Amari Cooper. And I think he's just going to keep rolling. Christian? I'm going to roll everybody else on offense. Tom Brady, let's face it. He has, I believe, 17 touchdowns, one interception. He's mm-hmm. looking like he's always looked out there. He's... He's been out to said uh, he's been out on a mission to, you know ever since After the whole the allegations yeah mm-hmm. exactly the fake gate and um, he's just been ruthless out there so yeah. definitely Tom Brady uh, offensive MVP and uh, I'm gonna go a little a uh, little left field with this one on defensive MVP I know he's old but he's definitely playing a lot younger than is uh, Charles Woodson mm-hmm. you know he's he's old as dirt but you know he's he's lead, well he's tied for first as far as inter- interception goes yeah uh, that that Oakland defense is actually playing. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not playing bad at all. Um, so I definitely think he's definitely helping him with those four picks. And what, what is it? Rookie. rookie. Oh, rookie. Sorry. Uh, Amari Cooper. I love Mariota. I have a Mariota jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like uh, Amari Cooper is just, you You can, it almost looks like he's been in the league for mm-hmm. a couple years now. He's Mariota, doing, he's still making a couple rookie yeah. mistakes, which is, you know, it's, it's going to be more obvious because he's a quarterback. It's a different position. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Amari Cooper, like I said, he's playing like he's been in the league for a couple years. You know, they asked him last year what he would be doing if he had gotten drafted that year, and he said dominating, and mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. So uh, definitely Amari Cooper. Um, Mariota, close second. All right, so now we're going to switch gears to the final segment of the day, which we're going to talk about the Ruskins review for the first half. Oh, man. We're going to give our best <laughs> finish or worst. Actually, it's not as bad as you probably think it's going to be. All right, so I guess I'll start off and – Kirk Cousins. Let's just talk about him and how yeah. I think this team is better with Kirk. I think if he, you saw the games he wins, as long as he doesn't throw interceptions, his team wins. Definitely. All the games he's won has been zero interceptions. If you saw the last game against Tampa, you know, people were, you know, I don't know, were trying to like booing him for the first half when really, you know, he had a pretty good stat line in the first half. Oh, it's definitely. just their oh, defense yeah. was not, you know, he had the one fumble. But here's the thing we all talked about was how is he going to rebound against stuff like that? And, what a what an end of the game he had. He had that touchdown, mm-hmm. you know, with I think thirty something seconds left, and he leaves the field and he goes crazy in the hallways. For God's sake, yeah. I, I mean, look. I mean, look, he's <laughs> he has a fire that RG three didn't have, mm-hmm. and that's what I like. I don't know if you can agree on that, but I feel like RG three never showed really emotions or anything like that. You know, it's all the eh, all the little smile crap they put on Instagram and Twitter and all these memes. But Kurt, he's fired up. He wants to win. I love how he's running this offense. And I'll tell you what, you know, we're really going to see what this team is made of. They got the Patriots after the bye week. Mm. We'll see what they do against them. But I tell you what, if Kurt has a good game against the Patriots, 
he may he may have bought himself maybe a oh, yeah, two year contract, two maybe. year three year contract if not by the Russians but by someone else looking for a quarterback. And I tell you what, he cuts down the interceptions. I think he's going to be better. And speaking of the passing attack, people were, you know, the past three weeks or so, we need Deshaun, we need Deshaun. I don't really think you need Deshaun as bad as you think. I think the main guy you were missing was Jordan Reed. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And How, that's just because of the way that they play. Yeah. I really don't think, and you know what, the whole thing they came up with Deshaun last week was, you know, gang members broke into his house and all this other stuff, armed robbers. And, you know, you look back at his past history, you know, he has had affiliations with, you know, gangs, and he's, right. they said he's thrown up signs and stuff like that. And everyone talked about it. You know, that's why Chip Kelly let him go. Everyone said, oh, Chip Kelly's racist. No, Chip Kelly was just starting to get rid of problems and everything, and that was a problem Deshaun had. And you almost, you know, you see a home invasion like that, and the first thing that comes to mind with Ruskin fans is Sean Taylor. Right. And that's how Taylor, you know, what mm-hmm. would happen if Deshaun was there? They were armed. I mean, was it a hit on Deshaun? Was it a, a random robbery? But this is the second time his house has been hit. Right. His house was also hit, I believe, in New Jersey when he was with Philly. So it's not a coincidence Deshaun's, you know, is being, you know, it's almost like he's being targeted. Someone like that you can't have on the team. You know, you can't really get rid of him the rest of the year. He's going to come back. But I really don't think this passing game needs Deshaun. Ryan Grant proved last week that he can play. You know, you have Pierre still there. Jordan, uh, I keep saying Jordan. Jamison Crowder is showing that he can play an excellent slot. Jordan Reed. So I really think this passing attack, you know, as much as people say we're missed to Sean, I really think the key person that, you know, the last two games where Curtis struggled has been Jordan Reed. But see, here's the thing. Um, I feel like at the very least, uh, he'll be a decoy at the very least, you know, because yeah. I mean? he's a big name. But uh, I think it's someone that you can part ways with after this year. Is is this his uh, contract year? Or? Uh, I I don't I know if it is or not, but I, I think, think it's so. it's someone they can if if McClellan's in there trying to change the culture of this team, Deshaun will not be on this team next year. But uh, back to uh, Cousins for a second, you know, and I know I'm gonna sound a little crazy by saying this, but I think he's shown a little bit of a clutch gene. If you, I don't know if you guys would agree, you know. Well, yeah, he's led three cor- uh, fourth quarter drives yeah. this year that either won the game or and, tied and, it. And you know, he does have you know. Nine touchdowns and eight picks, which isn't a great number at all. Nope. But I think he's definitely proving that he shows up when he needs to in the fourth quarter. And uh, he could definitely need uh drive the team down down the field and, and score when he needs to. I mean, that's his biggest like claim to fame right now, isn't it? His like ability to to run like uh what do they call it? Like a two minute yeah, offense yeah, or whatever. Minutes. Yeah, I mean he's running it perfect for this team. Mm-hmm. And he's done it multiple times, right? I mean yeah. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, okay. So Actually, I went to the game. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm sure the first half. How many people left the stands at halftime? Uh, Can you note? Could you notice that maybe a good amount left? Maybe. No, I mean I don't think many. I don't think many left at halftime. Um, not that I noticed at least. But uh, we had what, some, what was the score at halftime? Twenty-four none. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure some people bad. did, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people did. It didn't seem like they did. At least um, we got some pretty good seats. Uh, as a gift, we got like the dream seats or whatever. So oh. we were like there, like on row, first row. Wow. Like the field is like right in front of us, but we That's were on, really ten- nice. we were on Tampa Bay side. But, um, so it was pretty awesome. It was hard to see, but I mean, we were able to, you know, at, at the second half, all the, I mean, the crowd was going crazy. So yeah, it, was, right. it was pretty awesome. And I got, I got a little souvenir. Did, did, uh, did you, did Alicia tell you, Matt? What happened? <laughs> so, so, um, so like you're sitting there, right? And you're kind of hanging. I'm like leaning up against like the wall that's there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so next thing I know, my fat ass dude just kind of goes, boom, the seat just 
crashes down to the ground. <laughs> I broke the freaking seat. <laughs> oh my so just, god! So you gotta take the chair home. <laughs> I did. You Whoa. took the chair home. I got it in my what? trunk right now. Yeah. Did they let you do that? Did they know you took it? Well, the guy, like the, they have like these guys down there because you get like free food and things down <laughs> right, there, right, so yeah, the people kind of take are... care of you, right? And the guy's like, make sure you take that with you because they're just going to throw it away. And like the whole thing, he kept saying it. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I didn't know if he was kidding or not. So I was like, all right, fine. So like when I got up, like after the game, <laughs> I'm just like, I take it with me. And he's like, you're going to, you're going to do that. I mean, you're going to, you think you're going to have any trouble with that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to hold it and blend in with the crown and walk out. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I have it in my truck right now. So it's pretty cool. That's tight. That's fucking awesome. I mean, it sucks that I. Broke, broke the damn the chair, seat, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, to my defense, a little bit. All right, I'm not the lightest guy in the world, but <laughs> it was a, it was like it you is know, Reskin Stadium. Everything it, it did there. start. Yeah. It was originally when I got there. It oh, was wow, a little. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a little tilted on like short, on the right short side. A couple so. screws there. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go, Dan Snyder. I broke your fucking seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stay on the topic of offense and let's go to the run game. Do they have a run game? Where has it been? It's like, hello, run game. Yeah. Uh, week two was, you know, a while back. We need you back. They need to get the run game going. Like we said, you know, beginning of the year, you can't rely on Kurt to throw 40 times a game because, no. you know, those interceptions are going to come. They need to get the run game going. I don't know Definitely. what happened to it. Disappeared more. But here's the thing, though, is people are complaining about the run game. But this brings another point is health issues. Mm -hmm. They haven't had the D Hall for a lot of time. Culliver, Deshaun, the offensive line, you know, it hasn't been the same unit since week one when Morris, you know, ran for all those yards. So, mm -hmm. you know, the run game ties into the health also, which if this team gets healthy, I'm saying this on air again, they could be a dangerous team in the <laughs> NFC East. I am saying it on air. <laughs> the only problem with this team right now is, is the stretch games they have are going to be difficult. Oh yeah, definitely. They are going to be difficult. And that's what, that's what may hurt this team is who they have to play down the stretch. And it's, you know, it sucks because it seems like, you know, with Kurt, they could have a chance at the playoffs, but, I mean, you got the Patriots coming out of the bye. Then you got to play the Saints. And then you got to play the Panthers. Mm, I mean, that's... that's and then the Giants and the Cowboys. It's like, oh, God. And then you end the season with the Bills, Eagles, Cowboys. So it's just like the, wow. the schedule was not really nice. Wow. <laughs> that's why they had to have a strong start. And, you know, they dropped a couple of games that maybe they mm. should have won. Yeah. You know, it's definitely the first game was win. So it's going to be a tough schedule in the second half. But I feel like their run game can get going. Kurt minimize the interceptions are going to be good. A lot of the analysts, I myself, is I'm going to wipe away next week as a loss. They're going to be three and five after next week. There's no way they can shock the world. They shocked the world. That'd be amazing. But there's no way you're beating the Patriots. No. There's there's just Tom Brady mm -hmm. is on a different level. No, oh, yeah. He's going to just tear you apart in whatever you do. And we saw, you know, their their run defense needs to get back to where it was. I don't know what happened to it. You know, the first couple of weeks, I think it was doing pretty good. And then yeah, it just... top five. And then now Freeman ran free. Doug Martin just ran mm -hmm. all over them. And then you're going to have, you know, Lewis and Blunt. That combo is going to hurt right. you. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. And then the Saints, you got Ingram. Ingram. And then Robinson, you got the Panthers. We, I mean... Number one rushing team. They're, they're going to they're, they're have to get going. And, um, you know, Reed's going to need to stay healthy more. But mm -hmm. in order for this team to make the playoffs, they're going to need a 2007 push. Mm -hmm. You can only lose probably three more games and make the playoffs in this division. You could probably get it at nine to seven. So yeah, you're gonna have to look. You know, the first three, the three losses they get maybe right out of the bye. And they're gonna have, they're gonna definitely have to win the division games, definitely. So they're yeah. they're gonna have to, like I said, they're gonna have to go on the 2012 run. And right now, you know, I look at their schedule. My best finish for them is honestly nine and seven. Worst case scenario is five and eleven. I think you know they they could steal two games at the very end. 
But still, I personally think Kirk Cousins is going to mm-hmm. do enough to earn a shot. I think you mm-hmm. keep on building around Kirk. Yeah, you know, you go to the draft, but with 5-11, and 11, some of the teams we've seen so far this year, 5-11 may not even get now, you a top five pick. Now, you remember, I believe it was uh, either two or three weeks ago when I was back on, we talked about Kirk, Kirk Cousins and uh, what we thought was going to happen to him at the end of the season. What do you guys think now? Do you, I mean, do you, like, as of right now, would you give him a contract? As a backup? Whoa. I, re- I honestly, you guys are talking like he's an all star. He's not. I'm no, sorry. not yet. He's not an all star yet, but he's still. I think. I think he can work his way to be an NFL starter. Oh, I definitely. Think so. I think. I he's think gonna, so. I think. I really don't. I think if the Redskins are smart, they're gonna give him, like Matt said earlier, a good two year deal. Nothing major. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he definitely should be the starter for next year. He's. I think he's proven that he can win games, and that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Look, this is why I'm saying. But what him- games have he has he won? What do you mean? He's won three games against Tampa Bay, who's garbage, Eagles, who are pretty down there right now, and the Rams, who at the beginning but, of the but, season were garbage. But, but here's the thing. Tampa Bay was beating the Redskins, like you know, he said, 24 and nothing. All right, here's time. my thing. With- and they almost lost to the Titans, who th- there's— they Actually, wait, they lost to the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Buccaneers no, got blown out Tampa, by the yeah. Titans. No, you mean no, the Falcons? I we're talking about the Falcons, yeah. Oh, okay, we okay. Can't, we can't say the Falcons are Yeah, but the Falcons are, are also 6-1, oh, yeah. though. But what I'm saying is they're not the same team that they were coming off. You okay, know, okay. Of the then season. here's my question for you. They're yep. three and four. What's the record with RG three? What's the record with RG three? I what, have no idea. What's the record? What would if RG three was quarterback? What would I'd their say, record be? Because he never got a chance. I can't tell you. I think RG three. They are not three one, and four. I think. I don't think RG three comes back against the Eagles. Comes back against the Buccaneers. I don't think those happen. They're one and six for RG three. Right. Here's the deal. He is not the one. Who is making these comebacks? I don't think it's him. How is he? He's the one making the throws. Has, but he's making a five-yard pass that the receiver has to make. And what does Tom Brady do? He's at least throwing deep bombs. But Tom Brady's game he's is He's dissecting short defenses. He's No, I don't think so. He's, See, that's the thing. Look. No, I'm not, by any means, I'm not comparing Kirk Cousins to no, Tom Brady. No, not even close. But if you want to go by that, you can arguably say— You know another thing Kurt brings to this team? Uh-huh. Fire, passion, oh, what yeah. they haven't had the quarterback position for since Gus Farad busted his head on the stupid Yeah, let's hear it one more time. Wall. Let's hear it one more time. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, right? is when have you ever heard RG3 come out of a game like that? Never. He well, doesn't Because do every that. time he said something, he was criticized, so he had to shut up. No, but he, he, he opened uh, his mouth way too much. Kurt doesn't oh say anything gosh. stupid. That wasn't stupid. No, it wasn't. That was his fire. voice crack. I would love. You like that? I would love Mariota to come I would out. love some fire like that. <laughs> oh, Do you heck. see Brady this year? How fired up he is? Hell He's yeah. spiking the ball. He headbutts his his receivers after they make a touchdown. Redskins haven't a, had that in a while. There's a difference though. This is why I say you keep Kirk Cousins for a two-year contract. Is I don't mind having him as a backup, but no, he's no, no, not no, no, the no. future of the this Redskins. Is, yeah, but here's the thing though: if you draft another QB, you're starting this process. Mm-hmm. All over again because unless you get a one-two pick, you're not going to have a quarterback who can come mm-hmm. to the league. So you know what you no. do is you keep Cousins as your starter for two Definitely. to three years, mm-hmm. and you build around Kurt. And then if he doesn't work up two years, you've already built up enough on maybe the offense and an offensive piece to where then you can draft a quarterback. Cert him there. The pieces are that's why you keep him for two years instead of wasting another damn draft yeah. pick on a quarterback that you're going to have to develop for another year. Well, here's the at thing: least. is I think it all starts with the line, hundred percent. Regardless of who your quarterback is. He's doing good with backups. Yeah. Okay. Again, he only has one pass that has gone over 40 yards. How many sacks does he have? Oh, that I didn't look. How I many sacks? How many sacks does he have compared to RG3? But how many interceptions does he have? 
okay, but at least he's not losing yards. Mm-hmm. So compare compare him to who's another quarterback? Mariota is he? In, I mean, like so Mariota is a rookie, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how many years has has uh, Cousins been? This is his third, 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 fourth, third or fourth, something like that. But yeah. first, like. Maybe real chance. He played a couple games. First real chance. This is his this first, is, this is this fourth the first year. year. This is his team, pretty much. Okay. Right. Yeah, how 100%. can you? Yeah, RG three's had his seasons. How can you judge Kurt by after seven full games of actually of actually because being a starter? We've seen him for not yeah, but just, he's never not just this year, but years past this, that he has it's never not, been his team. It's it. never been his team though. He's always been a backup. Always had it looked over his shoulder, thinking, "Shit, if I screw up, they're going to take me out." Now he doesn't have to worry about. It. Now it's like. This is your team. You don't have to look over mm-hmm. your shoulder if you mess up. You know what? You mess up, you get your head back right, and that's what he's doing. He's having these mess ups, but it's not going game, game, game. It's all right, I messed right. up. Let me get back out there. And then years pass, he messed up. It's like, oh crap, Colt McCoy's right behind me right. listening up. <laughs> and then your head just get your head when you when you're starting quarterback and you look back and there's another guy warming up, where's your head at? It's yeah. gone. It's mm-hmm. completely gone. He doesn't have that this year. RG3, he doesn't worry about RG3. RG3's been inactive for play. half the year. He's not going to play. Not gonna play they're, they're not going to sacrifice $16 million for him getting hurt. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. You put RG3 in, he's liable to get hurt. He's mm-hmm. going to get hurt. That's the thing. He's not He's not going to play. And I'm not saying RG3 is the answer right now, but I'm saying Kirk RG3 Cousins is not RG3 was never the answer. That first year was a fluke. RG3 and it's just, showing it, it. He just feels more comfortable. To me, he feels I'm more comfortable with him. Moving forward right now. Than anybody, like than, I said, than, sign than him two to three else. years. Let him be your starter. Mm. Build a better team around him, mm. which you've seen teams can win Super Bowls with so-and-so quarterbacks. Trent Dilfer, mm. Brad Johnson. I mean, you can see teams have won with so-and-so as long as you put weapons around him. And Scott McCoolin is well, doing that. That He's, was defense. That was the defense that won those games. And the defense is doing yeah, I mean. I mean, our yeah, but sucks. You, but you can win with quarterbacks like that, though. Oh, we definitely. can win our division. That's why I'm saying you we can win our division. That's what maybe. I'm saying is you spend those draft picks that you would use on a first round quarterback on a first round defensive. Well, position. I 100% agree with what you're saying that we, if we don't get a number one or number two draft pick, there's no point. I think even number one or two, you don't take a quarterback. No, I, I haven't. This year, there's no year. quarterbacks that, right now in college that nope. have impressed me enough to be deserving of that. Well, Unless Tom Brady didn't impress anybody. How many Tom Brady's are there in, <laughs> how many in, time, in a millennium? How many times can you hit on a Tom Brady? Let's be honest. Like, honestly, how many times is Tom Brady going to be hit on in a draft? Never. Never again. That was like a one-time thing that will never happen again. I guess the closest maybe. Uh, Kurt Warner was undrafted. Yeah. I mean, Kurt that. Warner. But you don't, I mean, you don't hit on a guy like that all the time. Look, look, 16 touchdowns, one interception. You don't hit on that. No. That's someone that just is just pure quarterback. I think mm-hmm. Kurt is a guy that you have to put pieces around. Let's mm-hmm. go back to the last couple of years. Some of these weapons weren't here. Reed was hurt all the time. He has that back. You know, other passing attacks they never had. Now he's getting weapons. You know, he has the interceptions, but he's also making plays. And the thing about him, like we said, is he has a clutch gene that RG3 didn't have. Let's go back to 2012. Who really got this team to the, to the playoffs when RG3 got hurt? Kurt. Kurt played good against the Browns. What about the Ravens? He drove them right down the field. Not only did he score, but then he ran a read option in the end zone. So you look mm-hmm. at Kurt has always had this clutch gene. He had it at Michigan State. He threw a Hail Mary for a touchdown. Right. I mean, well, Hail Marys are jump balls. That's, yeah, that's, that's a jump ball. But he's always had this kind of gene in him that I don't think RG3 had. I think RG3, when he was down or out, that was it. You you don't get because RG3, which is... There's no was, turning back. There's none. Maybe, he's that kind of player. Reminiscent to Vince Young, maybe, kind of? Yeah. Yeah, RG, yeah, the great first year and afterwards. RG3, yeah, he was great in a read option, but as soon as he said, 
I want to be a pocket passer. I don't want to run the read. That that was it. He was done. Well, no, that's the thing is no, they made him do no, that. Now let me ask you this. No, he said he wanted to be a pocket passer. Matt, let me, were those his words? That was that he put said, into that was put into his head, dude. He wanted to be like Aaron Rodgers. What he said. Let, let that me, is now, put into his head. Let me ask you this, man. Now, not to change uh, subjects, but. Do you think if uh, the Redskins would have done what the Titans are doing with Mariota and limiting his running, do you think that would have changed the outcome at all? RG3? Yeah. Yes. From the beginning, from the as soon as I they, think I think if you don't use him like that and you try to develop him into a passer right away, you do it. But the fact is they used his skill set and that's what made them win. Mm-hmm. But that skill set was only good. As you see now in the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. First good year, same year as RG3. Yep. Not what's well, he doing? I, I was gonna bring that point up, but again, it's those not, quarterbacks don't last in this lead, except unless your name is Michael Vick. Right. Well, or Cam Newton. But, but here's the difference between Vick, Cam. Well, Vick Cam went to jail. Is, no, 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 Cam I, is six five or whatever. He, that's what I'm saying. He's got diff- a body. Yeah, he's. That's got what a I'm saying. Body. The difference between Vick and Cam when they came in the lead was when Vick came in the lead, he wasn't a small guy either. Those guys' bodies are built to take hits. Kaepernick's body was built to take his, but Kaepernick's showing that he's just not as good. It was a mm-hmm. first-year fluke. Right. Russell Wilson, he's starting to try to become more of a pocket passer because people are starting to read the read option more, and he can't do what he did beginning the lead. He's starting to slowly trickle downward, mm-hmm. as we're seeing, I think. Well, it's, it's here. I think that the biggest difference is what they do with their ability because RG3 ran because he wanted to run. Russell Wilson runs because but, that's the last resort. He's running... To find an open receiver. No, but they He's still run a read option, run. though, there. They yeah. did his first but, year. But that's what I'm saying is that's the difference. And that's why uh, Russell Wilson is still somewhat successful because he's being able to use his abilities in, but what in a you're, positive but way. But what you're seeing, though, is that that group of class, Wilson, Kaepernick, and RG3, they slowly are starting to die out with that read option. That read option was good for the first two years. No one knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. Right. Now, with Mariota, you saw he hasn't run that much. Mm. No, he hasn't. And he's great he at passing not. the ball. The, the problem with Mariota right now is that we're going to talk about these kind of quarterbacks, and we're getting off on the Redskins topic completely. Oh, is, yeah. His <laughs> offensive line is horrible there. Oh, yeah. So that's part of it there. But you're seeing some of these quarterbacks. I mean, Winston, he ran in college. He hasn't. I don't think he's ran once. Mm-hmm. No. I'm really uh, surprised. And I think, that I think he teams are really seeing what happened with RG3. And, yeah. you know, Tyron Taylor, he's yeah. only his, his runs are last option now. Yeah. And he's playing great. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I just think that I think you have to give Kurt two more years and build around him. And then after those two years, if you don't like him, draft your quarterback, sign a free agent. But I just think build this. Don't go. Don't straight go into another quarterback situation. Just build the team. What needs to be done. Give them a good secondary. They need a secondary. Yes. Then then build up a little bit more of the offensive line. But you know what? I think this offensive line, when it's healthy, it's set for the next couple of years. The only problem is Trent Williams Williams. is starting to get old. He's old. Mm -hmm. He's passed. So you may have to look to replace him in the next couple of years, but don't do the next draft. Take this next draft next year. Find a safety. Find a cornerback. Find a linebacker. Their linebackers are almost like they're they're non-existent. And what kills me is that I feel next year is you re-sign Junior Gillette. You, ha- I think you have to. You re-signed Junior Gillette. You didn't get to see what he could do. Is we, we were him, unlucky this past. Bring know, him a secondary, secondary and a middle camp. and a middle linebacker. They need a middle mm-hmm. linebacker. And I tell you what, also he can do is that guy from Ohio State, that defensive end. I can't think of Joey something. You can almost turn him into a, like an outside linebacker type threat because your defensive line's set. You got Paya there. You got Terrence Knight, who mm-hmm. no one knows if he's going to stay for one more year or not. He only signed the one year contract. Yeah, so your right. defensive line set. Linebackers, Preston Smith is going to develop. And, but the thing is, when you're pressing, you have Junior Gillette come back. Maybe you can move Gillette to maybe to the middle. So maybe you can get your linebacker core set. But the defensive bats, you have Breedland, you have Culliver. 
That is a great way to start off. That is a great young core right there. Culver's been the lead, but that's great. You got to get some safety help. Because as I said, we this, haven't had safeties since in Sean years. Taylor. This defense has not been the same since they lost Sean Taylor. Oh, yeah. And everyone can vouch. When Sean Taylor's death happened, the Redskins, the Redskins defense went from top notch to just nothing ever again. They've never mm-hmm. had a true safety. And I don't know why they ignored that in the draft. Landry, the reason Landry was a bust after Taylor's death was, was they moved him to Taylor's position. That wasn't what he was. mm. They made a mistake. They had a great tando, and they screwed up Landry. They should have kept Landry where he was at and drafted someone else who can mimic Sean Taylor. That's why this draft, I was hoping they were going to take defensive back. Now, Sheriff, Mm. you know, he's turning to a pretty good guard, and you know what? If he made several Pro Bowls and all pros after this, you're not going to complain about drafting a guard that high. Mm -hmm. But they needed safety help. I was pushing for Landon Collins from Alabama to be drafted by this team in the second round. He was right there for them. They picked up Preston Smith. It wasn't bad. I mean, I don't know if Collins, Collins may have been drafted by the Giants. Or I don't know for sure, but Collins was there. I mean, you got to get a defensive back. you got to get right. a safety. You don't get a safety in this draft. I don't know what you're thinking, but I think McCoolin, as you see, he's a defensive guy. He built up Seattle. He drafted Chancellor. He drafted Sherman. No. He hit on them. I mean, Sherman was told by Harbaugh when he was at Stanford that you ain't going to be an NFL player, and he really stuck at the Harburg when he played in 49ers, wow. didn't he? Stuck it to him. Did he really say that? Yeah, Harbaugh said Harbaugh said you will not be an NFL draftee, and look what Hat Sherman's done. So mm-hmm. what do you, why do you think he was so much passion when he played the 49ers? Oh, yeah. Right. So you saw what he did when you saw when he was with 49ers. He built up that defense, went to Seattle, did the same thing. This guy is a defensive-minded guy, and this is what they needed. You saw when he brought in Culliver. This team needs an overload on defense, not the quarterback to switch. Quarterback is the least of their worries right now. Oh, I think definitely. they can make – what's really hurting the Redskins this year is it's going to be their schedule. They had a harsh schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing you yeah. can do when you're facing the Patriots and all this. You know, they it's not it's, a yeah, it's not it's a soft schedule. Tough. They got screwed Definitely over. Be tough. But I think what this team is, you stick with Kurt for two years. Don't give up. Don't waste another early draft pick on a quarterback that you're going to develop. Use those draft picks on your defense and develop around it. All right, that's my two. That's my. That's my <laughs> the only basically what I'm excited to see is Deshaun Jackson come back. I mean, I I really. He can take up the top off any defense, and if Kirk Cousins can start connecting with him, I will be. I will completely change my mind. And like, like, like I was saying before, if anything, he'll at least be. You know, you'll have. You know, teams will have their number one yeah. corner on him, and the other guys who have been playing really well for the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. they'll continue to play well. You know, at least they're, they're they're playing well without him. And when he comes back, it'll just be added, you know, cherry on top. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm happy that we're technically in the mix right now. Yeah. Um, and and sure. I'm just I mean, excited to see if he can develop and grow as, as you know, a quarterback that can actually throw the ball to, you know, someone who can run 40 yards in four and a half seconds. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show today. I think it was a pretty good discussion today about the Redskins and everything. Mm-hmm. So before we head on, I'm going to let Paul do his thing. Uh, right. So let's see. There we go. <laughs> um, what do I usually say? Oh, yeah. Where they can find us. So you can find <laughs> at uh, www.shapesportstalk.com. You can find all the podcasts uh, past and new ones. You can also keep up to date with the, with the, uh, the YouTube uh, the live the live shows and all the old YouTube uh, episodes you'll find them on the webpage also also there you'll get connected to the iTunes and the Stitcher links 
so you can uh, hear the podcast on the go on your phone or your iPad or whatever it's going to be. Uh, and if you're there, give us give us a, a rating and a review that would help tremendously. Yes, sir. Um, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Just um, search for Shape Sports Talk, and you'll find us. Subscribe. You'll get all the. Uh, you know, whenever the new shows come on, you'll you'll get the you'll get dinged. You'll you'll get notification that we're all going live or that there's a new uh, new video that's just put up. What else? Um, Facebook, Shape Sports Talk. Pretty much all the iTunes uh, have been updated after what happened. What was going on? What's going on with that? Remember they weren't. I don't updated? know. I don't know. I, well, they're all updated now, I believe. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, Twitter at Shape Sports Talk. Um, so, and then you got uh, Matt's or Matt Matt's uh, Twitter, Shape Sports Talk, and Christians. You can yes, tweet them. Yes, sir. Chris been based. And I'll, I'll make one. I have to make one. <laughs> now you have to just call it Chris Shape Talk. I don't know. Oh my co-host. God. Chris <laughs> co-host. C two Sports. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah. So, just let us know how we're doing. Send in your, yes, your questions, subscribe. your comments. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. And, um, and we'll answer your questions on the air. Give you a shout out or something. I'm sure Matt and the fellas would love to do that. I do have one yeah, question, though. Did Kirk Cousins like the show? Uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to ask. He kept on saying, Kurt, did you like the show? He kept saying, <laughs> He does like I it. I think he liked the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Next week, tune in again next week. We'll have our and one segment, our fantasy segment always. Go over, you know, preview the Redskins versus the Patriots. Hopefully it won't be a demolish. And um, so for myself, Paul, Chris, Christian, thank you for joining us. And everyone have a great weekend and enjoy the football. And Redskin fans, enjoy the bye week. It's the only week you won't lose. See ya. Nice. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> we might lose. Still. Thank you.